0: This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Hey guys, Jeremy here with Simple Little Life and welcome to episode number 16 of the Simple Little Life podcast. I'm actually recording this Monday, October 12th, which in Canada carries a very special tradition. It's Canadian Thanksgiving, or as I like to refer to it as Thanksgiver. We'll get to that in a moment, why I love that, uh, prod, that, that terminology for the day. But a lot of Americans, you know, when they find out the Canadians celebrate Thanksgiving on a different day, they're always like, what? Why? And I know not all cultures celebrate Thanksgiving, but why do we celebrate ours before? I wonder if it's because we as Canadians might think of ourselves as just a little bit more special. A little specialer. Maybe we just wanted to win. We wanted to win the race to the turkey. Boom! Got our turkey first. (laughs) Ha ha! Suckers! I did a very little bit of research on this, and Thanksgiving has been celebrated as a holiday in Canada since November 6th, 1879. On January 31st, 1957... Governor-General of Canada, Vincent Massey, issued a proclamation stating, A day of general thanksgiving to Almighty God for the beautiful harvest with which Canada has been blessed is to be observed on the second Monday in October. So, officially, since 57, the second Monday in October is Thanksgiving in Canada. I love Thanksgiving the reason i prefer to uh, i prefer to think of it as thanksgiver is because that's my approach to the meal this is a time when we don't want to hold back right we givers like come on let's go let's eat let's find those extra little holes in our belt that we rarely use but they can really make us more comfortable after the meal let's giver let's eat that food now i actually observe both the canadian and the american thanksgiving for two reasons the first one, obviously, being you can have twice the food. You can have two Thanksgiving meals, which is always going to be better than one. I would strongly encourage, if you can, my my friends to the South, my American neighbors, you guys should celebrate Thanksgiving twice with us. I think it should be a movement where we have two Thanksgivings every single fall. You know, in my last podcast, I, I talked about how I wondered how I got my dad bought... And then in thinking about this one and my approach to the food, and I'm like, let's just eat lots of food. Let's give her. I don't know. I do if it's starting to make sense. Uh, the second reason that I actually like to participate in the American Thanksgiving, I celebrate on the day, the same day. Uh, you know, if you follow the history of the American Thanksgiving, it was when the pilgrims gave thanks, uh, you know, for the the journey over, uh, the safety and, and the, the new land that they found and the bounty that it had. And those pilgrims came over on a boat called the Mayflower. Now, the Mayflower had kind of one guy spearheading the whole thing. He wasn't the captain because he wasn't like actually a captain of a boat, but he was kind of like the, the guy leading the charge. He was rallying the troops. That gentleman's name was William Bradford. As it turns out, William Bradford was actually my great, 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 I don't exactly know how many generations, but he was my great-grandfather. My mother is a direct descendant of William Bradford. So, in my opinion, it's like family. It's like family that kind of was on the Mayflower and brought everybody over, and now they had this big mule. So I kind of feel a little bit like I'm entitled to that. So I do celebrate the U.S. Thanksgiving, and the Canadian Thanksgiving, and I was also thinking about different ways that uh, Canadians and Americans are different. Ways that maybe Canadians somehow think we're a little bit more special. You know, like every single snowflake's unique and special, just like everyone else. In Canada, we have a few different like grammatical slash spelling differences. Uh, one very obvious one that I definitely side with the Canadians on is the last letter of the alphabet. See, Americans would know that as a Z. Canadians, we know that as a Z. I used to work in the States a lot, and i go to check in my hotel, or if you go to rent a car, I'm renting a forklift, and like, what's your first and last name? Blah, blah, blah. Last name, G-O-E-R-T-Z. And they look at you. Sorry, can you say the last part? G-O-E-R-T-Z. Sorry, what's Z? I'm like, oh, yes, yes. G-O-E-R-T-Z. Well, what were you saying before? The Canadians we call Z, we call Z Z. That, that makes no sense. That's that's one variation. Uh, there's another variation which I really don't like is the Canadian spelling of things that kind of end with a O U uh, R. Often the American version is O R, like a parlor or labor or neighbor. You know the last letters. If, if the Americans were to spell neighbor, it's O R. The Canadian spelling is O-U-R. And to me, that's a bit ridiculous. That's just more work. Why would we want to put more letters into a word? It makes no sense. But with the whole Z and the Z thing, I actually kind of like that one. You know, if you were to talk about uh, when Z or Z denotes a model name, I always think it sounds better to say Z. Like a fancy 4x4 Chevy would be a Z71. I think that sounds better than a Z71. Again, maybe that depends on where you come from, what you're used to hearing. In Canada, we feel like, why should we just have a single language? The official language of the United States of America is English. But because Canadians think we're a little bit more special, we need two. We have French as an official language, and we have English as an official language. All the while, I can't speak a word of French. I can't understand a word of French. I get to claim it as official language, because I have two. Special Canadians. The units of measure. I don't know when it was, but there was a time and point where Canada decided, hey, we need to adopt the metric system. It's not a secret that the United States has kind of uh, rejected the metric system. It's also not a secret that pretty much the rest of the world uses the metric system. And it's interesting because I think Canadians think they're so special. We're so special. i got to make sure I keep myself in this group. We're so special that we don't really have to become slave to either one of them. We can mix and mingle as we see fit. You see, if I were to go to the doctor and I were to give them my, my weight and height, I don't know what that would be in the centimeters and kilograms. Yet, when I drive on the freeway, I see 100 kilometers an hour as the speed limit. I know exactly what that means. I know what it feels like. I know what 30 kilometers an hour in a school zone is like, because I'm a Canadian. Interesting, though, if I go to the lumberyard and I need a 2x4, I'm picking up a 2x4. Just just let me run the numbers real quick. If I were to order a 2x4 in centimeters, I go 2 inches times 2.54 Equals so that would be a five, it's actually 5.08 centimeters, and then obviously that'll be a 10.16. So I don't order a five by 10, you know, I order two by four. Same thing with a sheet of plywood, I want a four by eight sheet of plywood, half inch thick, three quarter inch thick. It's really weird how we have adopted some things and not others. Maybe it's because we're special. Now, I think there is a bit of a change going on. I think younger generations than myself are much more adept at the metric system. But even when I was doing my trade school, we had to do certain exercises in millimeters and centimeters and certain exercises in thousands of an inch. I think there's also about a 50-50 mix that I've noticed within industry in Canada, depending on the shop that you work in. They might have all their drawings in the metric system or they might have them all in the imperial system. It's really weird how we somehow think we should just, oh let's take the best of both worlds. Although there are some things that I think make sense, like the Celsius scale, centigrade. You know, that zero is freezing, and you go either way. Minus 30 is the same unit of measurement away from freezing as plus 30 is in the opposite direction. At minus 40, both of these uh, scales line up, so there's really no super crisp, clean conversion because how are you going to convert uh, minus 40 Celsius to minus 40 Fahrenheit and use a formula? They're equilibrium, right? So there's no good formula for switching between the temperature ranges of Celsius and Fahrenheit. Uh, but I think the Celsius kind of makes a little bit more sense. And I don't know, personally, I struggle with the metric system. I, I get a lot of comments on my YouTube videos. People will say, hey, how many millimeter stock is that? I'm like, it's 3 16 It's thick. Or it's an eighth of an inch. Or it's a 16th. This is a thin little blade. How many millimeters is that? I don't know. Aren't you from Canada? Yes. Well, why don't you know? Because we're special. We don't have to take one or the other. We pick which works for us. You know, it's really confusing when you go to the grocery store and we sell fruit and produce in pounds. Like a lot of the flyers will advertise like it's $3 a pound for this or $4.99 a pound for that. Yet, because we're talking about legal tender and the legal scale of trade, there's no pound scales in the grocery store but they all measure kilograms. <laughs> this makes life tough for us Canadians. We, we thought we are so special, we make things hard for ourselves. And also, if you're looking at a house, you will never talk to people about a house, like tell your realtor, hey, I'm looking for a house that's X number Y Z square meters. It's all square feet. It's like, okay, I want like an 1800 square foot house, a decent sized house, or this is a 900 square foot apartment. That's how we talk but yet all of our temperatures is in Celsius, and our speed limits are It's really confusing sometimes to be so special as a Canadian. We even have special words that we have come up with, and there's one in particular that has gotten us just the envy of all other countries, eh? You know? It's funny when you talk to an American and and they tell you how they think A is spelt, they just think it's the letter A. Come on, it can't be that simple. It's actually an EH. EH. And it is a very complicated piece of the English language. It's almost incomprehensible. It can be used in any situation for anything. It can be used as a statement. As a question. Hey, how are you doing, eh? Where do you think we should put this? Over there, eh? You see that? One was actually a question, one was a statement. It's incredible. It's genius. <laughs> But in all seriousness now, uh, I'm really excited about the holiday seasons coming up. Uh, for us, it means busy, busy, busy. Obviously, if you work in a field where you sell product, you know, this is a busy time. This is when all advertising happens. Even, like, I notice a huge spike in my YouTube channel uh, for the ads that are sold on my videos. This is the time when you make hay because everybody's trying to run ads and get stuff in front of people so they can, you know, you know... If you take these holidays, these Thanksgiving holidays, for what they are actually meant to be, I do believe that today in the United States is Columbus Day. And from what I understand, you know, the cancel culture has kind of tried to put into a bad light. And and from what I understand, it's because he was a Catholic. And people said that, okay, he was a Catholic. And then what he had done kind of paved the way for the slave trade. (laughs) It's like saying the person who invented a boat... Did it for the sole purpose that you know they want they want to transport slaves with it. I mean, we need to just kind of settle down here and take a take a chill pill. Um, but when you look at Thanksgiving, whether or not you believe in God, I, I know this this Canadian rendition. I'm actually really surprised that it hasn't been changed yet. But it says that it was a day to thank Almighty God. Now, if that offends you, if you don't agree with that, that is totally fine. But I love this whole concept of being grateful for what you have. You know, the fact that you can leave a review on Google on a company for bad service, there are people that do leave positive reviews. And I've left some very positive reviews, especially at restaurants where I've had food that was amazing. And I always try to leave at least two positive reviews for every bad review. There are some companies that do a terrible job and you would do yourself, you know, you'd like to do other consumers a favor who are spending their own hard dollars uh, to avoid that company. But you know, when you look at these reviews, a lot of times, the majority of them are negative. And, you know, we kind of have this thing where it's like, oh, if you got bad bad service, you better talk to the manager. But you don't hear the narrative as often that says, if you got good service, you better talk to the manager. I think it's kind of in human nature to wake up every day and just be like, Ugh. you know, we instantly think about what what troubles we might encounter or what we're not going to enjoy about the day. And maybe that's kind of a normal thing. You know, people always kind of point back to ancestors and and you are trying to not be killed or you're trying to kill. It does kind of make sense that we obviously want to avoid danger. We want to think about things that could potentially harm us. Not doing that would seem psychotic. But it kind of makes it difficult or makes it something maybe you have to kind of focus more effort and make a bigger choice to say, I'm going to focus on what's good. I've noticed days, I've tried to force myself through this exercise where the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is, is say, what am I grateful for? What am I really lucky to have? And those days are pretty amazing. And that's why I love Thanksgiving. And that's why I honestly think, why would we not want two Thanksgiving, <laughs> Thanksgiving days? I mean, this obviously means being crazy and spitballing a bit. But shoot, if I can have two days that are called Thanksgiving... One the Canadian rendition, one the American rendition. I'm taking them both. And more so than that, I want to claim the entire, the actual important part about it. I know in the United States, it seems that Thanksgiving tends to be, it's actually a bigger deal than it is in Canada. I know it's one of the busier travel days. You know, having used to work in the airline industry, you kind of get a sense for, you know, what the busy travel days are. And there's usually a bigger deal for families to get together and travel for Thanksgiving, even more so than Christmas. I don't think it's quite the same in Canada. I think Christmas is definitely a bigger holiday in Canada than Thanksgiving. Uh, in fact, some of the maritime provinces don't recognize Canada or Thanksgiving as a statutory holiday. I love the idea that there's a day where you stop, you sit back from your busyness, and you reflect on how good you have it, on the things you're thankful for. And I think that is so important, and it's something that's so unnatural. Even if you force yourself to gratitude exercise or you, you know, we read these books on, on how we need to be grateful. It's amazing how little we actually do it and how good it is for us. So what am I thankful for this Thanksgiving? Um, a lot of things. I'm thankful for this community. I'm thankful for the technology that allows this community to gather uh is about not last week i think the week before i actually took instagram off of my phone as a bit of an experiment and a few things i don't think i'm done learning that but a few things have come out to me one of them is that i definitely wasted way too much time on instagram uh i don't have any issues with you know, popularity on Instagram. I mean, I, I don't care. I really could care less. And I'm not the one who like looks at numbers and go, like, oh, they didn't like this post. They did like this. I really could care less. I like sharing stuff. I like getting feedback, but I also just like seeing what others are doing. And so for me, the Instagram problem wasn't necessarily like, oh, I got my self-esteem wrapped up in Instagram. It wasn't that at all. It was just that, okay, I'm I'm looking at this bike or this bike part, and then I see a different hashtag and I go down, oh, what is this hashtag? And I go look at that. And I'm like, oh, look at they did that here. Next thing you know, 15, 20 minutes has gone by. And I was literally just doing a bit of research because I was about to place an online order and I wanted to know about that part. I'm like, wow, that's incredible. So my big problem with social media is my lack of self-discipline and how much time that I unwillingly, well unwillingly, sort of unknowingly, just let it take away it just takes my time away so I I'm not sure yet if Instagram is going to come back onto my phone I'll still check it on my computer there's actually a couple benefits to that Uh, one there's no ads when you're on Instagram on your computer I really like that about it you know I don't know how many times I've seen these stupid super cheap looking camera sliders like 400 ads a day it's like listen if I haven't bought the last guy's camera slider why would I buy this guy's camera slider I enjoy that. And there's times when, you know, I want to check up on on people that I'm inspired by, people that I want to see what they're doing. Uh, people ask me questions. I don't just want to be out in the dark. And so I, I I don't know. I'm still on the fence as to whether or not it's going to go on my phone. I have just put it on an iPad, so it's a little bit more intuitive. It's a interacts a little bit better. And the other thing when you're doing it on the Internet, or at least if I'm using the web browser on my cell phone, it's clunky. It's slow. The videos don't autoplay. The story videos, I have to press play every time. So it's really crazy. It's kind of like more like boom, boom, boom. It's it's not like just constantly fed to me. I have to continually search it out, which actually makes me want to shut down. Like I'll see all the stories of, of the people that I follow and I'm like, okay, I got some catching up to do. And if one person puts about three or four videos up, I might watch those, but by the time i've gone through the the hassle of manually playing every video and it goes through that and okay we're well now we're on the next little video clip i have to press play for that they don't autoplay i'm kind of like you know what this is a lot of work i i'm done so there's a, a lot of uh a benefit to that as well but um i'm not sure i'm not i'm i'm not entirely convinced that it's the worst thing on earth i think i think what that experience allowed me to do actually it's just kind of sort of become clear to me it's made me realize where my time was being wasted and it made me realize what it was doing that was just kind of like it kind of altered what I did it kind of made me do certain behaviors based on the way that it interacted with me and I interacted with it and so the thing I like about not having Instagram on my phone and I don't check Instagram during the day but uh, from the time I go to work and the time I come back whatever I'm actually doing that is something that I deliberately chose to do I said, you know, I'm going to work on this. And it's not like when I find myself on the social sometimes, you know, it kind of comes to an end. It's like, okay, why am I looking at this now? And it wasn't my deliberate choice. I wasn't looking for this weird bicycle brake thing that I'd never seen before. And maybe there was good discovery in that. But at the same time, that wasn't my conscious choice to do that. So I'm also thankful for what this experience, experience blah, 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 blah. So I'm also thankful for what this experiment has taught me, you know, um, be a little bit more uh, selective about what you let social media, the, the value or the place that you give it in your day-to-day life. And I'm really grateful that I've just, you know what, I've kind of taken it back and it doesn't really have a place on my phone. I don't know if that's a healthy for it. And at the same time, I'm so grateful for the community of people that are sharing, that are supporting uh, on these social platforms. I'm grateful for my family. Uh, I couldn't imagine having such an incredible family for, for wonderfully intelligent, healthy children, a beautiful wife, and um, we're coming up on 20 years of marriage. I'm thankful for my marriage. Uh, I'm, I'm just there's there's so much. I'm thankful for my freedom. I'm thankful to God, and I have a relationship with Him. And I'm not gonna get preachy, and I know this gonna offend you. It, it shouldn't, but I'm thankful for that. I'm very thankful for that. I'm thankful for the listeners of this podcast. I'm thankful for the creators of other podcasts. This is an exciting time to be alive. This is probably the most exciting time. You think about what's going on in society right now. I think that this day and age, starting out 2020, has potential to be a significant dot on the map of history, on the timeline. You know, this could potentially change everything. And we're not going to get into this or that. I I used to be frustrated by it, but now I'm actually really excited because, you know, we could have been alive for uh, times before this where everything's just boring. Everything's just like, everybody's prospering. Everybody's this, everybody that's great times. But this is a little more exciting. If you start delving deep into what's happening in the world right now, uh, first of all, you'll sound like a nut job if you start looking at it. But then, second of all, it's really exciting. This is some cool stuff to witness. I encourage you all just to be grateful for this time that we're going through right now, the good and the bad. Because, you know, hard times always produce better results. You know, you can't get fit and strong and healthy if you're not gonna push yourself through some misery. You know, you gotta lift those weights, you gotta run and run those miles, you gotta do all this stuff that makes you sweat. It's uncomfortable. I think a lot of things we're going through right now are uncomfortable, but we're gonna come out stronger, one way or the other. And it might take a long time. This who knows, this could be a complete, a complete shift in our entire Western civilization. We don't know. But it's exciting to to. Take part in and and witness. Well, I am actually running a little bit late. I was doing a bunch of work this morning, and then we're going to my parents' for a turkey dinner. My wife is cooking pumpkin pie, chocolate pie, and she's making some homemade buns. And so our house smells so good. And I'm just really excited for this time. And it kind of, I know this kicks off the busy season for us, but it also kicks off the holiday season. And the last several years, you know, we've been so busy, my wife and I, we've just been flat out until Christmas it makes Christmas a little bit extra special because we see that light at the end of the tunnel. It's like, okay, we're going to bust our chops. We're going to just like work like mad chicken honkers until this time. And then bam, we're going to shut it down. We're going to shut down for like a week or two. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward for Turkey today and I'm looking for Turkey on American Thanksgiving. And I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Um, and uh, you know what? Just, just think about these times that we're living in and think about the fact that right now is Canadian Thanksgiving and that Canadians think they're extra special. <laughs> just kidding. I was just playing up this whole thing. Uh, but even if you're not a Canadian, we are being thankful today. I suggest I strongly encourage you to do the same thing. I don't suggest you do it. It sounds like a militant dictator. I would encourage you to do it. Look and say, man, I'm thankful for stuff. I'm really thankful for stuff. You know, I got an old car. I got a 2002 Honda Civic. And I get looks, you know, you pull up in that thing and people really go, great, who's this? I'm thankful for my car. You know, I paid cash for that thing years and years ago, and I drive it from A to B, and it gets me there every time. It has never once not got me where I wanted to go. I've had to fix some things, I've had to do some repairs, but every time I put the key in the ignition and started it, it ran. Every time I needed to slam the brake on to avoid a deer on the road or somebody cutting in front of me, it, it braked. It's a good car. I'm thankful for my old piece of junk car because it does what I want it to do. My goodness, I'm lucky to have that car. Pretty excited about it, actually. I hope you guys take some time and be thankful for things in your life, the people in your life, and the opportunities that you have to be to other people. You have a chance to be a hero to your children. You have a chance to share knowledge on Instagram. You have a chance to just chime in and say, you know what? That looks really good. You did a great job today. You have an opportunity to make a difference. Be thankful for that. Don't let it go and recognize it. Well, thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And uh, yeah, I wish you nothing but the best today. And we will see you in the next one. Cheers.